0: Welcome to the Human Capital Lab, a podcast for learning and development leaders who understand education is the link between employee fulfillment and corporate productivity. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Epler. Let's get started. A quick Google search of top leadership skills returns millions of articles. Top 10 leadership skills, top 5, top 25, etc. You know the results better than most. It's also possible to note that the top skills cited in articles from 10 years ago are not necessarily the hottest ones today. It's clear leadership skills evolve over time to fit the workforce climate needs. For this podcast, we want to explore this evolution to get to what the hot topics and approaches for leadership development are today. So today we have Tricia Gregoris, the Director of Continuing Education for Bellevue University's College of Continuing and Professional Education. Long a leader in corporate learning, Bellevue University has been creating an offering of leadership programs to organizations for more than 20 years. In her present position, Tricia develops customized learning solutions for internal and external business partners, striving to improve talent capability and operate more efficiently. So Trish, welcome, welcome. We're so excited to have you here today. I look forward to covering this topic with you. So Trish, do tell me, why in your opinion do leadership programs change and evolve over time? That is
1: a great question. And first, thank you, Michelle, for having me today. Oh, no I problem. am very excited to be here with you so leadership programs change and evolve over time because what really constitutes effective leadership has evolved drastically over the last 100 years and continues to do so so as the nature of work employee demographics the economic context change honestly the world has changed organizations are demanding more from employees particularly with macro pressures such as increased competition economic pressure, and complexity to drive work necessities. Really get the job done, right? And in the fastest amount of time. At the same time, employees are demanding more. So as talent shortages are increasing, their ability to dictate the terms of their employment have also come along with that. So yes, it is a great thing that leadership development (laughs) programs are changing because we really need to make sure that those leadership programs are evolving just as the world we are living
0: in. What are some of the latest requirements, requests you are receiving from clients that you're working with right now when it comes to designing leadership programs? Our
1: clients face a long, long list of leadership challenges. As you know, just from the last few years, but then even more so over the last 100 years of evolution. Yeah and bringing in all of that new technology, start thinking about the challenges that we're facing and automating, running lean, talent shortages, employee shortages, high turnover rates. So when leadership programs really come up into the conversation, what they're looking for is, how do I address these challenges that we're facing today? So those challenges can include things from working around those talent shortages, Making sure that the talent skills that have been mismatched, you're bringing in high performers, Mm -hmm. but are they really prepared for the next role in their career, particularly at that organization? Then integrating relentless technology innovations, (laughs) as I've mentioned, Mm -hmm. prioritizing in the face of information overabundance. Wow, information is everywhere. Oh, yeah. And when you go and you even Google something you use a web browser of your choice and you're tapping into the knowledge that's right at our fingertips it is overwhelming
0: it is and what do you do with it all
1: yes and then where do you start so then on top of that we're dealing with things like chronically low levels of employee engagement mm-hmm. people are burnout. out we see that very heavily in some of our healthcare industries the oh. medical industry our police departments mm-hmm. they're struggling the burnout is high Managing in a multi generational workforce. Yes. Oh, I see the head nodding. Yes. yes. So, improving organizational communication and handling increased complexities of roles while incorporating well being, those are hot topics.
0: Okay, so picking up on something you just said, there has been a renewed emphasis on employee well-being and diversity and inclusion as a result of the stresses over the last few years. Have these topics really migrated into leadership development programs in a specific way? Oh, yes. Yes, they have.
1: So current research, as you know, shows that diversity and inclusion and employee well-being with the face of stress are linked in four different ways. Okay. So first, workplaces that are inclusive foster enhanced employee well-being. Sounds simple enough, right? Yeah. (laughs) Employees with high levels of well-being are more inclusive. Oh. Wow, what a concept. I know, who knew? (laughs) So effective well-being initiatives accommodate the unique needs of different employees. And then the fourth is best practices of diversity and inclusion programs recognize that mental health and well-being as a diversity issue is also important. So the well-designed leadership development programs recognize that today's leaders must be trained in all of these aspects. And then to take that a little bit further, you need to take into personal responsibility of each ah, leader, yeah, of embracing diversity and inclusion, building trust, building and earning respect, and then to turn all of that and actually create a culture that provides a sense of belonging,
0: encompassing all three of those aspects. So what are you hearing from your clients in terms of the skills and education that they want incorporated into their leadership development programs? I, I assume that there are going to be listeners of ours that are looking at what they're doing in their leadership development programs and are wondering, well, what are others doing? Am I missing something? Have I forgotten something? What are you seeing? So that's a great question. And yes, to
1: some of the listeners out here, they probably have already started this journey. And I'm going to call it a journey because it's going to be ever-changing yes. every single day. Skill development and acquiring an actionable information and then always taking those into consideration with the top concerns of our clients is going to be a priority. So I'm going to tie this all together here momentarily. Great. However, your question is absolutely on point and that the emphasis placed on these areas varies significantly by industry mm-hmm. and organizational structure. Ah. So this is why the discovery phase and what we do is so important and is really vital to the first initial conversation with our client and really discovering what the expectations they have of their leaders and their organization and how they tie that to their objectives moving forward. Varying levels of leadership have different needs. And I can say that over and over again. Varying levels of leadership have different needs. They have different wants. There's variances in every single industry. Because the needs and how they grow and how they change are very different. Mm-hmm. And then what are they dealing with today? Think about our trade industry. Are they struggling right now? What about the healthcare? And their struggles are very different. Right. They're going to be very different, whether it's employee-based, it's supply-based. And now the leaders are trying to figure out how do we t- how do we tackle this? And how do we keep the well-being of our employees at the forefront? It's all about our human capital
0: so to summarize what I hear you saying really at the end of the day our L&D professionals should really kind of take a look forward and think what does success look like what are the primary things I'm trying to accomplish and what are the cultural values that I'm looking to reinforce in my program and is my program doing that yes it's a great summary oh, thank you <laughs> so How do you associate leadership ability skills with KPIs, and what are the key performance indicators companies should think about when they're designing their leadership development program? It's kind of a nice little transition there.
1: Yes, that was very (laughs) good.
0: Changes in behavior,
1: changes in outcomes, cultural changes. Okay. All of these are among the KPIs that we frequently encounter. But as we look at skills and education, the KPIs companies use to consider designing and the measuring of value that's coming from the leadership program are, again, going to vary widely. So companies should think about asking more questions, and they should be open-ended questions, similar to what you just said, Michelle, which is, what do I want to gain from this?
0: What is going to be gained by my organization? And how can that employee and that department or group move the business forward overall? Yes. Towards their primary goals of that year or season. Yes. Okay, great. So many organizations have executive leadership development programs, but not many have the varying levels that you were talking about earlier. What advice do you have for L and D leaders who are tasked with starting a new leadership development program in their organization, assuming it's not an executive one? What
1: is your focus? Okay. Seek to
0: understand the
1: goals and objectives of the
0: organization,
1: and what results you really want to achieve with that program. Make sure to get internal Mm high-level support for making learning a top organizational priority. Without that, you're not going to be able to move forward and you won't be
0: successful. I think that that would be particularly true for frontline leaders. Yes, Yes, I would agree. Yeah, the frontline supervisors that impact so many employees that this is their first time managing and leading being able to really make sure that we've incorporated all of those appropriate pieces and that they have the time to do it
1: yes yeah and we're seeing a lot of that do we have time to do this can we pull our employees off the field so to speak yeah off the, off the floor off yeah. the
0: floor yes yeah
1: can we pull them off the floor and put them through this program and what value is going to be added
0: yes so what are the next big things coming up in leadership development that you foresee? And um, what are you considering for new programs as you're looking forward, future visioning? I love this question for so many reasons. The research, first, mm-hmm.
1: indicates that one of the areas that deliver the greatest overall business impact is coaching. I'm very passionate about coaching, but implementing a process for executive and management coaching throughout the organization is going to be necessary moving forward. And a lot of organizations are recognizing that. They, they see the need, they see the impact, and they see how that can really help define out goals, align the goals to the organization's mission, vision, and values, the strategic plan. Understanding critical competencies and high-performing recruiting. So when you tie all this together, we are also seeing a shift in that focus to the development of soft skills.
0: Oh well, I'm is that new news to you? Yeah, I'm a big fan of soft skills, (laughs) (laughs) or as I like to call them, power skills.
1: Yes. (laughs) So while we're focusing on all of the soft skills, it's really kind of transitioned right from Mm. the hard skills to the soft skills. Employees can be taught hard skills. And yes. we both know that. It's really difficult
0: and it's a little bit more challenging to teach the soft skills. And we've then, been, how do you evaluate it? Right. Well, we've only been working on our soft skills since kindergarten. So, you know, <laughs> 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 how to communicate, how to collaborate, how to manage our emotional intelligence, you know. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. So, really, some of the things that we're looking at right now on um, incorporating are the soft skills. Okay. From collaboration to communication, which is always a top priority but also things such as being agile. Mm -hmm. How do you become an agile leader? How is your organization agile? And can you incorporate that to continue being creative and innovative enough
0: to stay ahead of the competition, right? Right. That, That whole concept for some of those perfectionists out there of this is good enough to go. Let's learn from it so we can make it better. It doesn't have to be perfect. The first time is really, really hard for some of us. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's a struggle, but it's a worthwhile struggle because it allows you to compete and to be able to go into that market more as a spearhead instead of a follower. And it's for some businesses that needs to happen. And so having that agile skill set is really valuable, I believe. Yes, I think if you don't
1: have that uh, soft skill, That it can honestly at times be detrimental depending on the level of leadership you are within an organization and so making sure that we are training out and not just training but teaching educating and helping others learn how to apply that new knowledge of these various soft skills is very important and those are the things that we're looking at incorporating into our programs
0: oh that's great so uh do tell me what's next for you that's a tough question What's next? (laughs) So many opportunities. (laughs) There are. Yes. If there was a new learning and development program that you just wish you had a little extra time to put together on the fly, what do you think it would be?
1: Well, people have been so focused on diversity and inclusion as a separate entity. And we really need to pull that into leadership programs and embed it into the changes along with the things that we've talked about, like multi-generational workforce. Well, embedding that throughout the program That will really help teach people all of the things that we've discussed today, including making sure that you're building a culture of a sense of belonging where people feel like they can thrive and a culture that really looks at not just what happened yesterday,
0: but what and how can we incorporate everything today? and how are we moving forward? Looking forward, absolutely. So Trish, you and I were talking about an exemplar that you had about how focusing on the soft skills or power skills as we like to call them really makes an impact on the people who are participating in these leadership development programs. Could you share with our listeners an example? So really the power
1: skills are transferable skills. It really is transferable to the skill sets of you as a human being. And when you go out into the world, it's going to be applied in all of your interactions, all of your relationships and everything that you do in and outside of work. So think about the moment when you become more agile and you take that into your family, your home, your community. What are things that you can do better? So there are always areas that if you're working within the community, that you can take those skills and help at your local church, at a local shelter, that you're taking those skills and you're learning things like to have empathy, not sympathy, right? In the moment, how can I empathize with who I'm working with, the relationship that I'm building, whether it's my significant other, my child, a community representative, or someone within that shelter that I'm helping with?
0: I really think that um, many times we put these together just for the business, but when we look at our employees holistically as humans coming to join within this community, the impact is even greater. And uh, I believe that we, you even have some very successful graduates that have completed that through some of our corporate partners that have made amazing differences in the communities applying the exact learning that had come through. Yes. So congratulations on that. Thank you. So what do you think are two resources that listeners who want to learn more about what you've talked about today could pick up and access to learn more about top skills and education that leaders need? There are
1: thousands of resources that exist on this topic, whether it's just leadership, it's very specific about soft skills, power skills. We've utilized and seen that terminology everywhere and it's growing in popularity. Oh, how exciting. (laughs) Behavioral assessment. So I can't necessarily provide you with too specific. If you need something tangible, I always recommend Harvard Business Review Bodies of Knowledge. So there's various bodies of knowledge that exist from management to power skills or very specific power skills. You can find that on Amazon. You can just utilize the Harvard Business Review website. I can always recommend tapping into Bellevue University.
0: That's right. The Human Capital Lab actually has a a case that's out there for free that folks can utilize that uh, discusses the research that we did on making this case for soft skills. There's also information about Power Skills and the Power Skills Pro for folks that want to know and understand the power skills gaps that they may very well have in their workforce. We also have some additional research uh, that we've done on the impact of how to measure your leadership development programs and getting to that ROI. And there's also some white papers about how to go about measuring your training and development. So uh, those are multiple sources that we have and also this podcast. (laughs) I would also say utilize your colleagues.
1: Network. Networking and peer-to-peer learning is really vital
0: in in leadership and making sure that you are tapping into the knowledge of your network. Great. Thank you, Trish, for joining us. If you enjoyed this podcast, share with your L&D colleagues and please tune in again as we continue to discuss learning and development trends challenges, and future efforts to expand our L&D conversations to move you all to the C-suites and to being thought leaders and practitioners in our field. As Bill Gates once said, as we look ahead into the next century, leaders will be those who empower others. Thank you for joining us on the Human Capital Lab podcast, a Growth Network podcast production in collaboration with Bellevue University. For more about Bellevue University's Human Capital Lab, head to humancapitallab.org. If you were inspired today, pass the link on to a colleague or friend. Stay tuned for our next episode. And until then, keep learning to unlock the long-term potential of human capital.